So at this point, um, I'm going to shift gears and uh, share with you tonight. Um, the next the next two weeks, I want to talk about um, how to have a prosperous year. Um, it actually comes out of scripture. So that's not a believing, that's not a world, prosper is not a worldly term. That actually comes from the kingdom. Um, but as you can imagine, there's a lot of different ways to, um, that God, a lot of wonderful wisdom and advice that God has for us to live a prosperous year. However, I'm going to first start with um, a video. I love this video because it's going gonna, it's gonna to encourage you again. But, what, but here's the thing. Whenever we get to a new year, um, it seems like that's kind of a time when we do a lot of assessing of how we think we're doing. And it's often why so many of us get discouraged. <laughs> Just being real. Because we're not as far along as we thought we would be. Or we say, gosh, I had some really big plans for last year, and where did that year go? And am I really doing the same thing and in the same place again? Um, I promise you you're not in the same place because God's always changing you and, and doing things. However, it can feel that way. It can feel like you're stuck. And a lot of times also when we're assessing how we think we're doing, we tend to focus on the negatives and on the, the ways we feel like we've failed. This video is going to address that. So I want to start with that. We're actually going to do some more declarations, and then I'm going to share some good stuff with you. So here we go. Is the sound on, too? right there. By the way, that's how you, that's how you handle discouragement and, and the enemy's lies and accusations. He's the accuser. That's not the Lord who's accusing you. Okay? So that's how you deal with it. You go back to the truth. This is what I am. This is who God says I am. So I want you to stand one more time because we're going we're gonna to make another declaration. This, we do declarations here a lot, but tonight we're doing a lot, of, a, a lot more than a lot because it's just a new year. We just need to. So I, I, uh, I want us to declare some things together. 
Ready? Declarations for 2017. This year, I experienced the Father's love, the grace of Jesus, and the intimacy and power of the Holy Spirit in greater measure than ever before. This year, I discover with greater clarity the infinite value I have as a God's favored child and what I'm alive to release for the benefit of others. This year, I learn to rest in the Lord, listen to His voice, and enjoy the journey more. This year, I unapologetically receive God's superabundant grace and favor. I expect an increase of influence in order to let my light shine brightly and bring hope to the world. This year, I courageously take intentional steps towards the dreams God has placed in my heart. This year, I love God well, I love myself well, and I love others well, because love wins. Amen. All right, you can sit sit again. I love the drum. You guys hearing that? The bang after everyone. Yes. By the way, drums are allowed. Just saying. Okay. Just saying. Shofars are obviously allowed since I got one. Uh, (laughs) All right, so here we go. How to have a prosperous year. I like the colors on this. Like, anyway, we're comparing everything because everything's the first for me here. Like, ooh, okay, I like this. But but today I'm going to have to turn around a lot because there's no screen back there. So I'll just be doing this. All right. It's all good. It is good. So, um, yeah, how to have a prosperous year. So I just mentioned that it is in Scripture, so let's take a look. Because it's the new year, I had to do that. Hey, beloved, let's, let's pray this, let me say this together. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I'm thinking if this is a blessing straight from John the Apostle to us, that it's legit, meaning it's the heart of God for you. You don't have to wonder about this. He wants you to prosper in all things. That's pretty all-encompassing. And be in health as your soul prospers. Um, In in just a bit, I'm going to, today I want to cover, I want to cover two areas today and one area next week about about prosperity this this week tonight i want to cover um, relationships and i want to cover wealth next week i want to cover health and wellness and we'll talk more even about the dream that we shared with you this time about where the the healing center more about that as well um so so let's what about that word prosper though um let's take a look at that one because what does that really mean and here's some definitions for prosper. It means to flourish, to thrive. Whoa, who did that? It couldn't have been me. Flourish, thrive, bloom, blossom, progress, move forward. Not be in the same place. <laughs> uh, you know, more chapters, good chapters coming your way. So that's the sense of prosper. This is what God says he wants you to have. And um, 
Now the question is, you know, how do we, how do we get there, right? How do we experience uh, God's going to bless you because it's his desire to do so. But there are things we can partner with that cause us, that position us to, uh, to receive that prospering. And uh, one of them is, uh, one of the biggest ones is about trusting God. We all know this verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Most, most people have this one committed to memory at some point. Uh, we've heard it hundreds of times. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Now, when we're talking about, the reason why I bring this up is because when we talk about wanting to prosper, a lot of times when when we struggle, when we get discouraged, it's because circumstances don't look like we're prospering. Or in certain ways, we don't feel like we're prospering. This is where God says, you're going to have to trust me on this one. And not, and not lean on your own understanding in this one. Years ago, I really studied this one in, in depth um, in, in the Hebrew, and I came up with my own translation. So I'm going to share it with you and unpack this just a little bit more. But you'll notice that if I ever write my own Bible, that it's going to be the BLT version. <laughs> Brent's Living Translation. So you'll get hungry as you read. Okay. All right. (laughs) I like this. I'm with you now. I was so far away in the other. I like this. Trust the Lord with, don't read this with me because I'm going to stop a bunch, okay? So trust the Lord with a whole heart. Do you see how different that is? Not trust in the Lord with all your heart. If, you, if the other one, trust in the Lord with all your heart, you're saying, well, did I trust him enough today? Was it with all my heart? That actually, the way in the Hebrew, it's, it's much more accurate to say with a whole heart. Meaning, he's saying, I'm going to make you wholehearted. The, the places in your life where you feel sh- uh, fractured, where, where pain has done a number on you in your past, he says, let me touch those areas. Because the more whole you are, the more easy it's going to be for you to trust. And he says, I understand why it's hard for some of you to trust. I understand your pain. And he doesn't hold that against you. But he's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you to a place where you're going to trust me with a whole heart. And, and don't rely on how you perceive things are going. Do life with God by experiencing his goodness instead of hardening your heart or tuning him out when things get tough. Let me stop there for a minute. This is, this is acknowledge him in all your ways. Acknowledge actually is an experiential encounter with the Lord. It's not, it's not mental, mentally assenting, well, Lord, I know you're here. I acknowledge that. No, that's not what, that's not what that word means. It's a, it's a rich, um, relational, experiential encounter with God. He's saying, I want to do life with you. I don't, I don't want you just to check in with me now and then, you know, um, or get, you know, we have a lot of different ways in which we approach God, but he's saying, I just want to do all of life with you. When, when you're frustrated, when you're mad, when you're super happy, when you're on a roller coaster, whatever. Um, he's like, let's do life together. Um, by, by experiencing my goodness, I'm going to show you my goodness, and, uh, which is the opposite of, of hardening your heart or tuning him out uh, when things get tough. And we've all done that, if we're honest. We've all done that. Sometimes it's just a way of coping. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't have answers to this. My brain can't figure it out. I'm offended. 
I'm hurt. I'm offended. God, this did not go the way that I thought it would. I'm not real happy about this. He understands that too. He doesn't hold any of that against you. All he's saying is take that to me too. Let's, let's go through that too. Just have it out. Go ahead and tell me how upset you are, but just, just keep your heart open. Um, and, and honestly, sometimes let's, let's be honest again. Sometimes we don't, sometimes we want to hold a, a grudge for a while. You know, we want to be offended. I was hurt. I'm going to just be upset for a while. I don't, if I come to you, I know what you're going to do. You're going to turn this thing around and then you're going to start telling me how much you love me. And I just want to be mad right now. <laughs> right? Can we be real? And he says, I know. <laughs> come here with that too. Come here. So that's, this is what he's saying is, is, he says, if you'll do that, if, you'll, if we can experience life and you'll, and you'll keep approaching me with all of, all of the ups and downs, but through it all, I show you my goodness, then you're going to trust me more with that whole heart and then I'm going to take you on a more direct route to my purposes for your life. So you don't have to be wondering so much. That your own perceptions and choices to harden your heart can cause you to wander for longer periods of time. If that's not because it's God's heart for you to wander. It, he'll use all things for your good, right? But I'm just saying that, that if, if we want to, it is partly our choice. We do have a free will. And he actually honors that free will. So with that free will, if we say, I want my heart hard, I don't want you to soften it, then we can wander for a bit and wonder where God went when in actuality he went nowhere. He's right inside of you. He didn't go anywhere. But he's going to wait you out and love you through it because he, he, he respects you. He honors you. Um, but I'm telling you, his love's going to wear you down. He's not going anywhere. You get that, right? He's not going anywhere, no matter what. All right. And uh, excuse me. I'm still going to figure the stage thing out, too. We'll get there. Um, all right. So here we go. I'm going to give you some practicals. Uh, first, starting with relationships. Um, and before I go through these, I'm going to have several points. I'm going to do relationships first, then wealth. Those are the two today about prospering. How do you prosper this year in your relationships? Before I read these and talk about each one for a little bit, I want to tell you something. This is not a list for you to be critical about yourself because that's not who you are in Christ. So this isn't like, Dang it, I'm not doing that well. I messed up there. No, don't do that. Just tell yourself right now, I'm not going to do that. What I, what I do want to encourage you to do, and don't make this a checklist, like i got to get it all right. i got to do these 15 things that Pastor Brent talked about, otherwise I'm not a good person. Don't do that either. You're a good person because Jesus made you good. And all I'm saying is, as I give you these different points, each different points are going to hit different ones of you. Just take one or two of them and ask the Holy Spirit to, to help you to start... To, to remind you about who you are in these areas, okay? Is that good? All right. So the first one is love yourself well. You might be thinking, well, I thought we were talking about relationships. Isn't that with other people? I, I have a secret for you, but I'll tell you all, okay? It's a secret, but I'll tell you all. The more you love yourself, the better your relationships with others are going to be. The more there's self-hatred, you actually take that out on others. When you are really hard on yourself, even though you don't know that you do this, you're really hard on other people. You just are. And, and I, another time I'm going to really impact this for you, um, but I'll just share with you that years ago, the Lord woke me up one morning and said, I want you to love yourself more. 
And I was shocked by that because I'm like, well, I thought I was loving myself pretty good. And he said, no, I, I want you to love yourself the way I love you. And I said, oh, okay, well, you're going to have to teach me that one. And, that, and he started, and I'm still progressing. Like, um, I look in the mirror these days. This didn't happen initially, but I look in the mirror, and I look at myself, and I'm really, this is going to sound weird to you because I got there slowly, but I'm really happy to see me. I'm serious. I look in my eyes. You know that look when you, when you arrive somewhere and someone's like, glad to see you, and it, and it does something to you? Believe it or not, you can do that for yourself when you actually like yourself and love yourself. But it, but it takes time. And I will just give you this one. If this is something that's hitting you, if you've got any, any whatever degrees of self-hatred, uh, self-shame, those kinds of things, you, you need this. You need to love yourself well. It comes from the Father's love for yourself. You got that? It's his love for yourself. But here's your homework. You look in the mirror and you look yourself straight in the eyes and you say, I love you. And you say it like you mean it. And I'm telling you, to whatever degree you have not loved yourself well, it's going to seem so weird to you. Like, is this even allowed? Is this, isn't this, isn't this arrogant? No, I'll tell you what arrogance is. Arrogance and pride is believing what you think about yourself over what God thinks about you. See, pride is killing us, but it's not the pride you think. People who are arrogant actually don't love themselves. I'm going to let that one sink in a bit. It's really important that you love yourself. And loving yourself is going to improve your relationships dramatically. Because the more you love yourself, you will exude love and people are drawn to love. Okay, I could just stop right there because I think that was it. All right. So what you want to reap. We just, we just prayed that prayer earlier. But I'm telling you, sowing and reaping in the kingdom is not just about money. Money is true. If you, sowing and reaping works with money. The whole concept, just in case you don't know, behind sowing and reaping is if you want to eat corn in a few months for dinner, you plant corn. I just want to make it really clear, because sometimes we say sowing and reaping, and unless you really know what the, that they're talking about agriculture, you don't really get it. You, you want to sow the very thing that you want back. And it does work. It's not instantaneous. Did you all hear that? It's not instantaneous. Hey, you know, hey, wife, hey, hubby, I loved you really good today. Why aren't you loving me really good today? No, it, it takes time. You, you just choose what you want, and you become that person. So, for example, you want to sow encouragement everywhere you go. Be a massive encourager like Bradley, who encourages everyone. Everywhere he goes and texts them encouragement. Because you know what happens? You start getting it back. You do. And, it's, and, and part, of it is, part of it is because the very people you encourage, they just they get it after a while, and they start encouraging you back. Sometimes it's just the Lord saying, I saw all that, you know, and so I'm going to have these people over here who never even got your encouragement. They're going to come and encourage you because I'm going to give back what you sowed out. Incur- uh, you want to sow things like kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, love. These are the things that you sow. Is it easy? Not always. That's why you have the Holy Spirit living in you. He's like, "Ah, ah, let me help you with that. I have a better response than that one for you if you'd like to hear my opinion. (laughs) All right? 
All right, so sow what you want to reap. Here's, and this is about relationships, prosperous relationships this year. Be at peace with everybody. That is actually what that verse says. Now, I'll read the whole, I'll, the whole verse says, as far as it depends upon you, be at peace with everybody. Because the first thing you're going to say is, yeah, but what about so-and-so? Because they hate my guts and I can't do anything about it. Um, or I really blew it over there and I, you know, I kind of cut you know, a relationship because of some really bad choices. How do I make that right? We all have those questions in life. This verse is saying you have the choice within your own heart. This is about you and your heart right now to be at peace with everyone. Everyone, even those who have been deceased, who maybe did bad things to you. This is everyone. This is saying you, Holy Spirit in you, will give you the ability, if you want to, because free will is involved, to be at peace with everyone. And this means that you get to make your heart right. I, Lord, I don't want to be offended anymore. I, I, Lord, would you help me? Because I need, I need to be free. So, um, God, I'm choosing to forgive this person. I don't, I don't want to be their judge anymore. It's too exhausting. Did you know that? It's exhausting to be somebody else's judge. It is. And, 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 that, and that's what's happening when we hold on to something against somebody. Um, and, and God's saying, I'll, I'll actually take that from you. You can be free of that if you want. And here's the thing. Being at peace with everybody doesn't mean you have to be reconciled instantly to everybody. Because it takes two people to reconcile. You and the other person. And if they're not ready, you cannot force that. In fact, sometimes that's a very unloving, dishonoring thing to do, to force yourself on somebody when they're not ready. However, if you get your heart ready and you keep praying, God, would you, would you bring reconciliation with that person? I want things to be right, but I can't do anything about it right now. If you will get your heart ready, then when the right time comes and the Lord works on their heart, because he's working on their heart too, by the way, even though you don't know it, when they are in a place to want to reconcile. Your heart's ready for it because you already did the work. You already got your heart ready. And I've watched this happen. I really have. I, there, there was, I'll just share the quick story. There was a, there was a pastor, a friend of mine, that we, we that just a very difficult thing in life happened, and, and um, he was very upset. And we, we, I tried to reconcile it, and it, it didn't work. And it, to me, I'm telling you, that rips me apart because I, I want I want to be right with everybody. I just, there's that thing in me that really, really wants that. But you know what? You can't when the other person's not ready. So I had to let it go. And you know what the Lord did? You know what Jehovah Sneaky did? He actually got us in the same room through a funeral of another pastor. And we ended up seeing each other. And I, I walked, we ended up walking right up to that, to he and his wife. And, and, uh, I see, this is me. So I I get my heart right. I say, God, I don't want to hold anything against this person. And then when I see them, I forget that we're at odds. I really honestly do. I sometimes completely forget. I'm like, you know, and I see him and I go, hey, and I try to give him a hug. And all of a sudden they're like, eh. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Awkward. We weren't supposed to like, you know, we're not, we're at odds right now. Oh, yeah. So, but what happened is God used that as a catalyst because that person saw how awkward it was. God had been working on his heart. And he asked if we could meet. And so we did. Because I, I told him that day, I said, anytime you want to work this out, I'm so ready. That's all I said. I gave him space. And then a few weeks later, he said, right, let's meet. So I met, 
And, and you know what? All I did was, was own my own stuff. That's all I did. I, I apologized for my own stuff, expecting nothing in return. And, and I know he came a little bit defensive. You know, you can read people, and, um, and he was still wounded. And I don't think he knew what to do with that. Sometimes people are ready for World War III, but if you don't engage, there is no war. And, and so I don't think he knew what to do with that. But he said, oh, um, I think he, what happened is, is we, we had coffee and, you know, I said what I needed to say and he actually was grateful. And then he called me back or, or, and said, can we meet again? And I'm thinking, oh, no, I thought it went really well. <laughs> Dang it. Turned out he wanted to come back and own his stuff and apologize to me. Because it had totally taken him off guard, and he needed time to process. And so I'm just sharing that story with you because sometimes we are at odds, and sometimes we've been at odds with someone for a long time. But if you can be at peace in your own heart with them, then when that moment arrives, you'll be ready. Okay? Stew less and pray more for the ones you love. <laughs> Enough said. Okay. Because um, <laughs> what happens especially with the ones we love. You just went through Christmas with a lot of the ones you love. This is about wives for your husbands, husbands for your wives, parents to your children, children to your parents, and other important relationships in your life. We tend, the ones we love the most, we tend to get, you know, irked at the most because they, they have a closer place in our heart. It just, it just gets us more. Um, it, you can push our buttons easier. It just can and so I'm saying what happens, though, when someone, especially the ones we love, push our buttons, is we walk away and we start wanting to in our own spirit. And we're like, all the things they did wrong, and how come they did that, and they should have done something different? And then all these kind of things, that's what I mean by stewing, that is stewing, okay? Um, but have you ever thought about this? Have you ever just thought about praying for them and not necessarily praying that God restores what the issue was that's fine too but i'm saying genuinely genuinely pray for them like god give me a heart for this one that i'm a little bit irked at right now what can i pray for them i want you know what lord would you just bless them they need more peace in their life would you bless them with peace i'm talking about good prayers not like not like god make them see their problem i'm talking about real good prayers (laughs) the ones you know from heaven (laughs) the good ones because i just i just got to say this I'll say this. I'll share this with you. I, I meet with a lot of leaders and pastors and other leaders around the Bay. And I was just meeting with one the other day. And he and his wife had gone through a really, really tough time. And I said, you know, I'm sure you're already doing this. But, but you know, just take time to pray for her and really bless her. And I said, I'm sure you're already doing that. And he goes, actually, I'm not. And I said, okay, that's a really good place to start. It seems like something that's so obvious. But sometimes you just need to hear it and go, oh, yeah, that would really be the best thing to do. All right. We'll move on. I got two more. Manage your own self and share your own heart. Hey, these are good. These are like worth a million bucks. Every one of these. Even one of them could be a, yeah, anyway. Okay. So just telling you, this is good stuff. Manage your own self, meaning we always want to get in everybody else's business and tell them how to live and what they should be doing and how they should change. Anybody? Has anybody ever done that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, just a minute. I'm going to preach to this crowd over here. So, um, oh, thank you. Thanks for being real, Fever. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. 
Here's the thing. Here's the way relationships work best is you deal with your own heart. Which means even when you think it's 100% their fault, I guarantee you it's not. Guaranteed. You don't even have to come up with a counseling session for me to, for me to tell you this. Guaranteed. You got your own issues in it. So, God, what's going on inside of my heart? Where do I need healing? Why, why did this push my button so much? How come this patterns? What part of this is my issue that leads us back into these patterns again? I promise you, if you'll let the Lord deal with those places and you become a different person over time, the other person will begin to respond differently. It happens. It does. Sometimes we're not as safe as we think we are for that other person. And when we start becoming that safe person, suddenly they can let their walls down and they start letting God deal with their things. I've watched this happen over and over again, but you can't make it happen. You only have control over your own heart. And the second part is share your own heart. So instead of, especially when you're at odds with somebody, instead of accusing and pointing a finger, you know what your problem is? You know, you just, you know why? See, that's right there. That is leading into, you're inviting that argument to go from here to here to here. The way around that is you choose, you you don't accuse. By the way, when you say, I feel and then you use the word like, you've already, you're already heading down a wrong road. I feel like you're an idiot. <laughs> I feel like you never listened to me. Those are not feelings, and that had nothing to do with your own heart. That was an accusation. Do you get it? I'm giving you real examples so you get it. Because we all do this at times, and we get really upset. That's not, so instead, you know what? When you just said that, I, I'm feeling really upset. And I think it's touching something in my heart that's, you know, about this. You start to talk about what's going on. And sometimes that's hard when you're upset. So timeouts are okay. It's totally legit for you to say, I'm really upset right now and I love you and I don't want to lay, you know, lay into you. So can you just give me a few minutes to calm down and then can we come back and just talk about how my heart's feeling? Sometimes that's the smartest thing you can do. Hey, this is just really good stuff, but I got to go on. Make time for what matters most to you. I will just say this. One of the things that happens when we get around, you know, next year, we're like, ah, I didn't spend any time with so-and-so. I love them. I want to spend time with them. Well, you can. It's your choice. So make time for the, the relationship. We, we all would say what matters most in life. We would all say relationships, right? I mean, we know it's not money. We know it's not what you own. We would all say it's relationships. Okay. So the ones that are important to you, make time for them. You, you don't have time for everybody, so don't do the guilt trip thing. Don't say, i got to spend time. If I spend time with you, I have to spend time with all y'all. All y'all for the same amount of time. No, that's not true. Jesus didn't do that. He picked 12 out of his 120. He picked three out of the 12 to spend even more time with. Jesus did it. All I'm saying is, if someone's important to you and you want to spend time with them, do something about it. Okay, now, looking at that list, I just gave you some really good things. Just to yourself, or out loud if you want, just say, Holy Spirit, what... Which of these would you like to help me with? <laughs> just pick one or two. Just one or two. Because <laughs> this is not a guilt thing. Guilt and shame do not come from the Lord. Period. That's, it's such a bad motive. Guilt and shame, it works for a little while, but oh, does it not last. And it leaves you kind of icky feeling, and it wasn't the Lord. Fear is not a good motive either. So make it about love. 
Okay? Love is a great motive. So right now, let's pray for a moment. I'm going to still do the well thing real quick, but let's pray. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. And I'm asking, we're, we are asking together, Holy Spirit, help us to prosper in our relationships. Just ask him that. Holy Spirit, help me to prosper in my relationships. Yeah. So thank you, Holy Spirit. You're our counselor. You're our brilliant life coach. Um, all the things that I shared, the only reason I had any ability to share them is because you've taught me these things through the years. I'm still learning. And would you help us, Holy Spirit? And, the, and, and if there's one or two things that really stood out, would, would you kind of lock that in for each person? You know what it is. Just asking supernaturally, you kind of lock that into their heart like, oh, yeah, I'm going to remember this one. And in the days, weeks, and months ahead, I'm going to ask for your help, and you're going to help me make different choices. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me just ask this question, because we're in a new place. Um, like, I'm pretty warm up here. Is everybody warm, or are you good? I see people, some people with coats on, okay? All right, good. I just, you know, I see some people, like, snoozing a little. And don't, don't worry, I'm not offended, because, because Jesus helps me with this. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> Sometimes I know that sometimes I know that that heat actually makes people really sleepy. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this quick. Wealth. See how we're doing. The other thing is, there's no clock in this room. Oh, we're good. Okay. This is not going to be a long one. It's going to be a good one though. All right. Come on back. There we go. All right. So prosperous in the way of wealth. I want to, the first point I want to make is that we need a royalty mindset, not a poverty one. A poverty mindset is one, a person who uh, continuously feels like you don't have enough. Everybody else has, but I don't. Um, God's blessing everybody but me. Um, fear, very much fear driven. Uh, believe it or not, poverty mindset doesn't have anything to do with how much is in your bank account or not in your bank account. It's ha- it has nothing to do with that. It's a mindset. It's a way you perceive. Remember earlier, don't trust your own perceptions. Trust the Lord. Some of our perceptions are leading us into a poverty mindset. Poverty mindset wants to grab onto everything out of fear. No matter how much you have or don't have, you want to grab everything because this may be the last time I see it. You know, God may not bless me again. That's not the kingdom. But that's what, that's what that mindset does. And so uh, in just a minute, I'm going to pray through this, that we just get released to that. Because I'm telling you, we're talking about a prosperous year of wealth. This is a huge key, is that, is that you must know you are royalty. You, you are kings and queens. That's in, that's in the book of Revelation. You, you already are kings and queens in his kingdom. And it, he says that one day we're going to co-rule and reign with him. That is wild. It's also in the book of Daniel. So this isn't made up stuff. It's very powerful. But think about it. How does a king and a queen, how do they present themselves? What, what is their outlook on life? Now, you know, there, believe me, there have been good and bad kings and queens, right, in, in history. So we're talking about the really good ones. Don't think of the, don't think of the bad ones because I'm going to get to that next. But, but I am saying this. How, how, if, you're, if you know your royalty, I am, I am, you know what, say this. Say your name, but say, I am King so-and-so or Queen so-and-so. Just tell yourself, I am, I am King Brent. Who are you? You didn't say it. <laughs> I watched some of you. You didn't say it. <laughs> you got to humor me. So here's the thing. I, I am King Brent. Who are you? 
As weird as this feels to you, this will tell you how, how much you believe that you're royalty. I'm not talking about arrogance or pride again. We're talking about agreeing with the Lord. And let me tell you, here's the next point. Let me just put the next, this is going to make some of you breathe easier, okay? I'll just put the next point up. We're made in the image of our benevolent king. He's benevolent. That means he's extremely good, extremely kind, extremely generous. This is what you do with your royalty because you're made in his image. And the whole thing earlier, remember when we read from um, 2 Corinthians 9 about the seed for the sower and the, and the extra and the abundance and the harvest? That's what he does, longs to do for each one of you. But you see, if you have that, um, that uh, poverty mindset, you, you can't handle that. It's going to destroy you, and he knows it because he loves you so much. He's not going to do that to you. You know, you'll start hoarding, and you'll start, you know. He's like, no, no, no. I want you to understand the kingdom as royalty. Kings and queens know that the wealth keeps coming because that's their place. That's their standard. Okay? And the benevolent ones, which we are because we're made in the image of the most benevolent king of all kings, is that we are kind and we are good and we are generous. And this is a way you will have a prosperous year and life. This is, this is the key. This is what we have to step into. I had a dream a while back, a couple years ago actually, but it's still very vivid to me. And in the dream, there was, I was standing in this very large pot that was filled with gold, huge gold coins. And so I was kind of standing on top of the coins inside of this pot. And from heaven was flooding more and more gold coins. They were just, they kept coming. And in this, in this vision, I kept whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And they were raining down on different people, ministries, whatever. That's the kingdom. I'm telling you, that's the kingdom. This is, this is not a, a, a mind game like let's pretend this is the way it is. No, this is actually the kingdom. And the more we will agree and see it the way it is, the more he entrusts, the more he says, good, here you go, watch this. If you look at, I, I look at someone like, a, a, like, a, like Chuck McCallum, who we all, many of us know, very successful businessman, but you know how he got there? You know how everything flipped around? He started getting this and started living it. And then there was no end. The favor just keeps coming at him. It's, it's coming too fast. And he is one of the most generous guys I know. So, that, I mean, that's the way of the kingdom. It really is. We're going to, uh, there's two scriptures. This one, oh, you know what? Before I get to that scripture, let me go back real quick. Oh, golly. I'm still learning. Okay. I want to, I want to tell you a couple more quick stories. I love stories. And one is when I was in college and I had no money, right? College people, anyone? Okay. I had, you know. Like, you know, top ramen for dinner, you know, five nights, six nights, seven nights a week. Okay. Um, and uh, I was part of a choir. Uh, I, was, uh, I was at a church, Baptist church in the day. I was part of a choir. And we had uh, our, our, p- our pianist. He was, he was uh, struggling financially, and, was, and I, I knew about it. And so I um, did something. I, I wrote him a letter and anonymously and put two $5 bills in it. And I sent it to him. And um, I felt really, really good about that. I, 
you know, that was a ton of money to me. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> that's $500 in, never mind. Okay. In dog years. Um, that's where my mind goes. I just have to let it out sometimes. Um, two $5 bills. And the next week he comes back to our group because we always had, we always had sharing time before we sang songs, worshiped. And, um, and he, he starts sharing with us and he says, I, I just, I'm stunned. He goes, I, I, I got this letter and there was this really kind note and, you know, I opened it and two $5 bills, you know, fell to the floor and I just started weeping and I said, God, what is this? What, you know, what are you doing? This is, he, it's it just, and I'm sitting there inside. Of course, I didn't say anything. I'm, I haven't to this, I know his name anyway. Great guy. I hope he never finds out. Sometimes I have to share some stories because I want you to get it. I want you to get the joy of it. Like when you start doing this, not because you have super abundance, but because it's your heart to do it, you start getting the rewards back. For me, it was watching him, you know, just crying and weeping and just seeing how much this impacted him. Then when I got back in the car, I didn't say anything. I was stone-faced, you know, like all of us, like, oh, that's really great. Um, That's awesome. But I got back in the car, and I was like, Jesus, you're so good. I love it. I felt so good. He was giving me a taste. This is what it can be like, Brent. This is this is the life you can live. And I have um, another, several years later, Suzanne and I were pastors of Vineyard Church when we were just starting out. And uh, whenever, <laughs> church plant about however many years ago, 20 years ago, something more. Um, and we, we didn't have much money. It was a very small group. And so we were trusting God, and, and uh, we were at a conference uh, down at Anaheim Vineyard. And we were up front with hundreds of people, you know, receiving prayer. And, and um, this pastor comes up to me, and he says, he says to me, he hands me a $20 bill. He puts a $20 bill in my hand, and he says, out of obedience, I'm supposed to give this to you as a sign of God's provision for you. And Suzanne and I were floored. There you go. Um, there it is, still all this time later. Some of you are saying, well, at least you should have put it in a bank and got some interest. But, <laughs> but that's way more important to me because that has stood as a monument in our room for the last however, 25 years. I didn't know the man. He didn't know me. He came up because the Lord told him to. He so blessed us. And I, and I just want to say that um, I, I've done this since then, Countless times for other people, but the first time it blew me away and it, and it changed my paradigm. It just changed things for me. So this isn't, sometimes we get in that, in that poverty mode of, of fear and we just want to receive, receive, receive. I'm, I'm needy, I'm needy, I'm needy. And I know that some of you have legitimate needs. All of us have legitimate needs actually. So, um, so I'm not trying to demean that, but I am saying something breaks when you start getting the kingdom mindset and you start giving and you start becoming generous. Um, and let's see, first, first Corinthians 16 2. I'm not going to read this right now. We're starting to run out of time, but I just want it. This is where, this is where Paul says that I, before I come, I want you at the first of the week to, you know, to give, to gather a portion of your income for when I arrive. And, and this, this is talking about 
um, not waiting. Sometimes we keep saying, well, if I have any left over, then I'll give to people. That's not the way the kingdom works. It just isn't. Because none of us, we wouldn't give then. It just wouldn't happen. Um, and when I grew up, one of the things I really appreciate about my dad is he, he taught me a whole spreadsheet. Like, you know, he gave me an allowance. And I down to the penny, I'm like, I had all these columns. and But the first column was tithe. I learned this from when I was this old. And every allowance I got... And, and uh, the next one was, even, was savings. Now, think about this for a minute. Savings is actually really good for us because, um, because it, it's, it, it causes us, um, it's like a safety thing, not, not that it's going to save us. I don't mean it that way. I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong word right now, sorry. But it's, it's, it's very good for us to put something away, and a lot of us don't have that either. And we do it first thing before we spend other things, right? It's the same thing with, with giving. It's, it's like before you do other things, the Lord says, if you'll give me that first fruit, you watch what I do. You watch what I do because I'm going to bless that. And a lot of times truth is when we, when it's hard for us to trust, we don't believe it. And, and we think I can actually do better if I just spend it all. And maybe I'll get around when I get my million dollars, Lord, I'll give you half. I believe me, I've heard that, you know, many times. No, he's like, no, if you'll actually learn to give me and know that this is mine, I'm going to bless you and bless you and bless you because that's what I love to do. Luke 6, uh, 37 and 38 is, um, I will read this one. I will read this one and we're going to kind of end here. learning that we can hear the kids across the wall. Isn't it great, though? Parents know their kids are safe. They're having fun. I want to remind you again, as I'm getting to this, I want to remind you, just in case you forgot, this was about how to have a prosperous year and in in the way of wealth. And um, so if, if you would like a prosperous year for yourself, uh, be like your benevolent king. And this isn't, anyone who knows my heart, you know this isn't, this isn't a ploy. I'm not like twisting your arm to give to blazing fire. I'm saying this is a way of life wherever you go. It's just how you do life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. I wanted to read, um, I'm going to read this in reverse order because I want you to see, because this is going to take us full circle back to relationships where we're going we're gonna to park it here. Luke 6, 37 and 38. It says, um, verse 38 says, Give and there will be gifts for you. A full measure, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing will be poured into your lap because the standard you use will be the standard used for you. Right? We said you, you, you reap, uh, you're going to reap what you sow. You want to sow what you want to reap. Now, here's the thing, though. We like that verse and we think it's only about money, but really it's about a lot more than that. I'm going to go actually back to verse 36. Be compassionate, just as your father is compassionate. Remember I said we do this like our benevolent king, right? Then it says, here's the relationship part. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Sow what you want to reap, right? Give, and there will be gifts for you. A full measure, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing will be poured into your lap because the standard you use will be the standard used for you. So this is how you have a prosperous year.
And ne- next week we're going to talk about health because that's a really big part of God's plan in, as well. But um, I want to ask this right now. Is Okay, why don't you stand? I'm going to pray over you. Why don't you stand? If you're able, please. Because I want to I pray this over you. I pray, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would prosper every son and daughter in this room. Father, prosper our relationships. Prosper us in our wealth so that we can be benevolent, royalty and benevolent like you. And God, would you help us to sow the very things that we want to reap in our lives, the kindness, the goodness, the, the love, the, um, the wealth, that we, the things that we want to have. Lord, would you cause us to be that one that says, I'm going to bless you because I want to bless you. And then watch your blessings come back because they always do. Not always the way we think they're going to come. But God, they're, 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 they're abundant. They're beyond what we could ask or imagine. Father, thank you that you notice every kind act, every kind act. Nothing passes your notice. Thank you for that, Father. You're so good to us. So God, thanks that this is a prosperous year because you will make it so. And we, our hearts are committed to you. We want God to do life with you and to trust you with a whole heart as you heal up our brokenheartedness. In Jesus' name, amen.